Welcome in, everybody. Today, we're talking The Last of Us. This is going to be our weekly discussion slash recap pod. We're talking the first episode, When You're Lost in the Darkness. I'm joined here today, as always, by Homicidal. Uh, Nick can't be here for the first episode, but he'll be here next week. But yeah, we're going to talk the episode, difference from the game, spoilers for the episode. <laughs> uh yeah, let's get into it. of us homicidal welcome in welcome in everybody uh we're talking obviously the first episode of last of us uh i do want to introduce my co-host here homicidal welcome in how are you You thank you for having me oh of course (laughs) um go ahead yeah uh when i wanted to do this i wanted somebody that i could depend on to be here uh somebody that had played the game and on the other hand also somebody that hadn't played the game so nick who hasn't played the game will obviously get his thoughts on this episode next week uh kind of getting that perspective of you and me we played this game nick Mm -hmm. hasn't what 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 about the game what's your relationship with the game like naughty dog and or any everything um, so I've always personally been more intrigued by the post-apocalyptic genre, whether it's, uh, zombies or, you know, viruses, just the downfall of society. Um, so when The Last of Us was first announced, I had to get it. Um, I went to the midnight release. Uh, when it came out in 2013 and um, took it home and blazed through it. Like, (laughs) I did not sleep. (laughs) See, yeah, for me, it was a little bit different. Uh, When it came out, yeah, 2013, when it came out on PS3, that was, I believe I moved into the house I'm in now. I was in high school, I I love Naughty Dog. I love their games. Huge, I'm a huge Uncharted fan. At that point, I played every Uncharted game twice. I beat... I, I remember the third one I bought, or I didn't buy. I rented it from Redbox, and I beat it in one day. So I could return it. Um, I, I was not into horror. Like, horror games terrified me. And all I knew, like, I saw the reviews for this were fantastic, but the the trailers and stuff, I was like, this is terrifying. And then it was about a year later, I got my PS4. First time I had a console that was mine. PS3 sat in 
my living room. So it was, it was more my dad's. So at that time I, I, I had an Xbox. I had my own console was a 360. I didn't have any other PlayStation games. Mm-hmm. Um, but the PS4 was truly like my first, like real PlayStation. Now I have a PS5 and, but one of those first few months, they gave away the last of us remastered. They, they were given, they were given the last of us away with that console for years. <laughs> yeah. By then they had, you know, they covered all their money. They're just like, how many people can we actually get to play this game? <laughs> yeah. They, they, the, the remaster was like slightly better. And then they came out with the full remake, which I thought was insane. I still haven't touched the remake yet. I haven't even bought the remake, but I probably will at some point because part two feels so much different than part one. But I, yeah. I, I started off playing The Last of Us 2014. I played through that opening, which is... The opening scene, th- man. Yeah, this this probably about to where this game, this episode goes. I played through that opening probably five times over the years before I finally went through all of it in when, whenever the second one came out, because it was always like, I would get far enough. And then I just, I didn't like either something else would come out because as a gamer games come out. So sometimes yeah, they're coming out constantly and, and you're, you're always one to like stay on top of things, but like it, it's so hard with things that are releasing monthly or weekly that you you want to try and get your hands on and sink your sink your teeth into. Um, definitely makes it hard. Yeah, and so I I finally beat. I I knew how it ended, but I finally beat it and the DLC like a month before part two came out. And I like I I think everybody else. And who has ever played it loved the game like there's this the the main thing i actually played at the time was the multiplayer on that game did you ever play the multiplayer on the last so ones? i i scratched the surface of it but it it just i don't i don't know i don't want to say it wasn't for me because i i probably honestly didn't give it the chance it deserved because i know it was good yeah. Um, but like picking up that game, I want a end of the world experience, right? Like, yeah, I'm not, I wasn't there for the multiplayer. Yeah. So before apparently they shut down the multiplayer servers in 2019. Yeah. That's depressing. <laughs> I, <laughs> because it was very popular. Like it, yeah. it wasn't just, um, wasn't Me, just a, a secondary mode to a game that nobody touched. It, it's just, yeah. I, I think around 2016 it was after I, I graduated. Me and my friend, we, we, we played it for like a month straight because it was really intriguing. It was like four v four, but still like sneaky, like get the angle, pop the shot on them. A ton of fun. I really enjoyed it. But yeah. uh it's kind of where both of our relationship love with the game and the story comes. Yeah. With. And it's funny you, you brought up, you know, Naughty Dog as a whole. It's funny you brought up Uncharted because your experience with the last of us sounds a lot like my experience with Uncharted um, <laughs> is that I, I think I was gifted or 
uh, you know, ended up with a copy of the first game and I, I would play through the opening stuff, uh, time after time again. And still probably to this day, I don't think I've ever gotten through it. <laughs> it's something like we have the collection, we own it, but yeah. it's just, it's one of those things where, well, that's what that, that, that first uncharted game, it's very hard to get through the opening. And yeah. Like, I'd say once you're, like, really into it, like, probably about three or four hours into it, it's an easy coast along because it's not a very long game, especially right. that first one. And then two is, like, two two is a big step up. Three is on the same level as two. wasn't like a, that's what that's why a lot of people were, like, let down by three because it wasn't a huge step up. And then four is just like blow blown away. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's Naughty Dog on a whole. They're a company that's just made fantastic like storytelling. Games. Oh yeah, that's why I love that the storytelling. The the way they create games uh, from start to finish, no matter what it is they do, um, has always been very well done. Well, and that's that's why I think I was able to get into the story in the first place. And then I was like the story of Joel, the age old story of like, there, there's a old comic that is, is a Japanese comic with a samurai that has to protect a baby. <laughs> right. You, you have so many stories the same way where an older withered, beat down person <laughs> to a point like Joel having to smuggle Ellie across the U S <laughs> this is, there's so many stories like it, but it's the way it's done and the characters that we will see down the line. Mm -hmm. Like we, we, we are, we're introduced to a couple in this first episode. Uh, obviously Joel, Ellie test, uh, Marlene, Tommy, Tommy is a big character down the line. Yeah, uh, we're not going to give any spoilers ahead, but obviously from the first episode, Tommy is a big character, as you can tell. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can tell within the first uh, thirty minutes. Sure. Yeah. As let, let, let's 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 actually let's get into that first thirty minutes. Well, first we start off. Let's get into the episode now. <laughs> we we talked about it. For a few minutes, episode starts off almost a haunting, like '60s interview. <laughs> uh, sets the stage for what the what would you say plague zombie? Uh, I, I feel like it. It really sets the tone for the environment you're about to learn. Yeah. Um. So, and, and this is like. What it occurred? So this, what year did it occur? Because uh, so th this is right now is twenty twenty three. It was twenty years ago, so two thousand three. I would say okay, because because they do have it set for twenty twenty three. Okay, um, so yeah, that that feels about right. I think I remember that. Um, but you see. You yeah, know, th this is in in set in 1968. This opening scene, and they're 
talking about this harrowing um, possibility that the, you know, we've seen pandemics, we're going to see pandemics as we continue on. Um, and obviously that really drives home right now, the, you know, coming out of COVID and everything. It's, it really delivers like the intensity in which we're about to embark on. Right. Yeah. That's in like the, the COVID like this coming right after COVID is even more haunting in a way too. Um, yeah. But yeah, you, John Hanna, awesome actor. He He's usually a character actor to small parts like that. He gives us, fantastic like speech about how fungi could be a threat and i, I love the way he puts it and the, the, the way the way that it's framed and he talks about it, like of course uh somebody like 94 degrees it the it'll die then he goes but what if the planet what gets if we warm up just yeah. a little bit yeah and I, I the way he the way he puts it and you're just like oh his delivery was like spot on, just perfect in setting yeah. that tone that they were looking for. Um, another one of my favorites was the moments in which the camera would pan around to the audience, uh, in which that studio was set, and like they just you know down. you've got all these people who are just staring with blank faces, and you can't really <laughs> tell whether or not they don't care or they don't believe him or. You know, whatever it is, it, it turns into kind you know, of scared in a way. Yeah, too. yeah, like like a hush tone. Like they don't want to. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. They they're almost not sure how to react to what he's well, saying. It was just in the '60s, and back then they were like, "Oh yeah, no, 100 getting warmer." What? Yeah, well, like what? We we wouldn't do that. The Earth will always be the same. Uh, I do want to point out a big change that they did make from the game to this with the fungi and how the stuff spreads is that we aren't going to get the spores like in the game. Right. So it's not airborne anymore. And which, which, which is nice because we don't have to have scenes of them. Special effects to... And like, also it, that, like what, what would it go into like to create like, the environment of spores floating around in your universe. Yeah. I mean, it, like special effects wise, it probably wouldn't like, they could probably do the spores. It's more, you would be, ta I feel like we would be taken away from like Pedro and Bella. Cause you'd have their face covered. Yeah. Because of the, <laughs> no, that's so fair. Often. Uh, I feel like that's probably a big reason why they went away from that because it was like, that just would, Hamper. And I mean, yeah, because I mean, you're you're going from a what third person story where you hardly ever see their face while yeah. they're wearing a mask to yeah. a a adaptation of film in which I we need to see their face, yeah. right? Like we 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 have to know what they're feeling and what they're saying, what's going on. Yeah. <laughs> And as I, so then after that, it's, I do want to say it's funny because out of everything I've seen that's been shared on Twitter was that opening scene that 
people have been talking about that opening scene so much. Yeah, it's, I, it's very well done. Yeah, I, I do wonder uh, if we will see more flashbacks throughout, like, opening episodes or something before we catch up with them. That would be yeah. interesting to see kind of how that timeline progresses into the timeline in which we start to see the actual contamination. Yeah. And I, <clears throat> I'm wondering if they they will like show where could, because it, in a way the the opening credits scene kind of gives you like a hint of what it how it like came about <laughs> if right you, if you watch it um but yeah but yeah that that's seemed very intriguing but then we get the time jump to 2003 and this is where i would be intrigued to see what somebody who hadn't played the game or known the story thinks <laughs> is going to happen because they really point Sarah as the main character for that first few, like 25 minutes. Yeah. So it's interesting too, because you know, shout out you, to Nico Parker, by the way, real quick, because she was really good as Sarah. Oh no, she was spot on. <laughs> like the, the callbacks to the game, uh, just, the little minute details like that's the wearing the same shirt or yeah and that's where like the callbacks to the game like the times when everything happens that that's the real callback like when she goes to sleep but i mean you have 15 minutes before the opening of the game happens cuz right. opening of the game is she wakes up at night and Joel's not home right, right? that's, that's before um, that, we we get to see her yeah. and Joel Bond, and you, you get to see <laughs> this connection and like ah, the connection between them is really good. <laughs> like you, yeah. you feel like I could watch a series about these two, and <laughs> of course, if you play the game, you know what's coming, <laughs> right? So. And I mean, I I think you know and I'm sure we'll touch on this a lot, is that in order to, uh, you know, care about what's coming, right? Like, you, you have to, as a viewer, you have to begin to fall in love with this character. So, like, everything she does, every note she hits uh, with her dialogue or what they're whatever scene it is they're playing out, uh, you know, whether it's a birthday present or just her almost ominous tone when things around her start to change. Yeah. Um, it really, it really pulls you in, really pulled me in and, uh, you know, gave me a reason to care about her 20 minutes into an episode. Yeah. So like we'll, we'll go through the beats real quick for this. So you wake up in the morning She's eating breakfast with Joel. Obviously, Joel seems like he's like slacker, kind of like I wouldn't say slacker, but he's just like 
wakes up late, runs on his own time, a uh, yeah. single father. Uh, then Tommy comes in. Unorganized. There's yeah. I don't, unorganized. Much better way to put it than slacker. Yeah, yeah. Joel, Joel's definitely not a slacker character. Um, unorganized. She she steals money from him and his watch to get it fixed. Uh, then you see her go to to not jail. I was going to say jail. <laughs> she she goes to school. Uh, and then I mean she that's takes like it. jail in a sense. Let's be honest. <laughs> we we've all been there once. True. <laughs> and. She probably really felt it that day when she knows she's going to into the city right afterwards to get the watch fixed. Mm-hmm. And uh, right before she she goes to school, you see this little thing with the neighbor. It's like, oh, come over and uh, spend some time after school. So right. she goes, gets the watch fixed. Uh, but something's happening. You don't really... They don't really say what's happening, but some emergency yeah. seems to be going on. There's there's all sorts of signs that kind of start to point to what what is coming, right? Like the the kid in school, like she gets distracted by his his bracelet, but when you like dial in on it, like his arm is twitching, right? Yeah, that's, as we that's see right. later, <laughs> that becomes pretty integral. Well, that's so after she gets it fixed. And I do want to point out one small detail that I absolutely loved is when they pulled down the sign, like the thing to cover the window. It was a watch. Mm-hmm. I was just like, I don't know why, but I was like, that's a cool window. That's a cool window shade. <laughs> yeah. I was like, that's a cool thing for a watch out. <laughs> I don't know why, but I was like, that's something I wanted to bring up. <laughs> That's something but, I want at my house. <laughs> but, but then uh, she heads over to the neighbors where, uh, like this grand, I don't, I don't, we don't really know the relationship. We just know that she kind of just has helped out with the old people there, <laughs> I guess would be the way. Right. So I, yeah, we don't really get a clear cut. We know Nana is is Nana, right? Yeah. It's kind of when you go over when you're a young kid and you have a older neighbor who will give you a cookie if you go over to their house when you're right. younger. It's kind of the situation. They're just like, you haven't been over in a while. Why don't you come over and get some cookies? So yeah, she does. <laughs> um, goes over, bakes cookies. The the Nana. Is like deaf, right? She's um, she says she's deaf, um, and then obviously she wouldn't eat the uh, the biscuits in the the morning scene, yeah. and she's attempting to feed her Jello. I think it was. And she's like, I don't even know why I try. She's deaf. She can't hear me. And so, like from this very early point, you realize that. Nana is. It feels like more of a burden than, you know. Yeah. The, 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 in hindsight, the the morning scene with the biscuits, where he just like tries to put it in her mouth and it just falls right out, is a bit funny. Oh no, it's hilarious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, she 
uh, when she's over there, she looks at these DVDs. Then behind behind her, you just see a woman just go like, <laughs> yeah, Nana <laughs> almost like Nana for her not to move in the first couple times we see her, for her to like start to take another position in the wheelchair. Um, really, really, uh, makes you wonder what is about to unfold, right? Yeah, like, yeah, because she does like this weird stretch, and you just she doesn't make any noise, uh, apparently because she didn't hear, but obviously, the and she she gets the DVD. She goes, and as she's leaving, she sees the dogs barking at her. So something's obviously wrong. And then it's like goes back home. Joel gets home late. Uh, turn on a terrible movie, <laughs> and <laughs> then Tommy goes. Tommy's in. All of a sudden, Tommy's in jail, <laughs> and he has to go bail him out. Yeah, so, like, that's one of the things I loved, right, is because, like, the game can start at a certain point and does not need as much, uh, I don't want to say filler, but, like, as much description. Yeah, exposition. Yeah. 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 But the way they take us from the show to get to where we need to be uh, without seemingly taking away from what we already know is coming, right? Like, as someone who's played the game, like, I know where this entire next however long, 30 minutes is about to head. Um, but, like, I don't get distracted by, wait, Tommy wasn't in jail in the game. This doesn't happen. Like, I don't yeah, get upset we- about that. Like, I, I'm like, okay, well, this is this is how they kind of redirect our attention to bring us back to where we need to be. Yeah, and, and like, I I do like the oh Tommy's in jail type thing. It gives a hint more of Tommy might be a bit of a troublemaker. Right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it gives you an insight into Tommy as a person. Yeah. Um, and also, obviously, Pedro's. Or Joel's, Pedro Pascal is Joel. Sorry, <laughs> Joel. Joel's relationship with his brother and how Tommy kind of relies on him to a point, right? Um, yeah. And so then you see she's asleep. Time. You see the clock. Times change to when in the game you see her wake up. Uh, in the game it's like you walk around the house. And she finds like notes and stuff that are basically like hints to what's going on. Yeah. You, there's a TV on in the background as well. That, that's one thing I remember very vividly about the opening scene of the game. It's you're walking through the house and you can hear uh, the faint uh, newscast on the yeah. TV that is starting to give you information about what's going on outside of your house at the moment. Yeah, and so in this one, it's I. I she she tr- tries to turn on the TV, but there's nothing on. Yeah. Um, 
And then we get the the dog shows up. She goes to check on the neighbors and not good. <laughs> yeah, it's um, it's quite Na- the scene. And Na- Nana's got hungry, uh, infected the other two, which you don't really notice until they drive away. Mm-hmm. But very, very interesting way uh, here that they, they point out in the behind the scenes thing at the end is that when Sarah's running away and Joel <laughs> brains Nana right in front of her, she's kind of scared that right. Joel killed her. When on the other hand, when we get to something later with Ellie, Ellie kind of has this invigorated spirit with it, which is kind of terrifying. Yeah, it was uh it's a little alarming at first, but I think it will play out just fine. Yeah, and so I, I did. I did find it funny because the neighbors are like, "Joel, what's wrong?" He's like, "Get inside the house!" And then they like, he doesn't that. care about them at this point. He's just like, "You go back inside." Yeah, um, and then we are leaving. Yeah, and so they get him, and then they're like, "Oh my god, he killed him!" And you see him run across the street, like far behind him, and they get attacked by the other two. Um, and then, then you basically get shot for shot, the opening <laughs> of the game, which yeah, the, down. was the, was the airplane in the game? I can't remember. I, did they add that for I, the show? I, I think it was added for the show because either way, it looks fantastic. <laughs> it's haunting. <laughs> but I almost can't crazy. remember because that, I mean. Like you said, shot for shot, you see the street signs. We see the house on fire. We see uh, the family on the side of the road. Yeah, like identical. And I mean, it's all in the game. It's all shot from uh, Sarah's perspective anyway. So the fact that we're seeing that scene through Sarah's perspective um, is, you know, just a very nice touch. Um, Yeah, the plane, I, I... feel like it was there um <laughs> to be honest but i, I also I remember, I remember right a car it. crash yeah well the car crash happens because just heck everything gets hectic right, right. the chaos that's going on yeah. uh big thing like a plane crashes into town uh and they get hit they get hit by like a bus right uh yeah <laughs> somebody I do want to, somebody pissed me off on Twitter. It I, it pissed other people off too, because they were like, "Oh my god, they ripped off the beginning of a Quiet Place Part Two. and they were like, "No, this was the exact opening of the game in 2013." Yeah, like this was done way beforehand. <laughs> if, <laughs> was, okay, yeah, that would that would piss me off as well. Yeah, I was like, that's. What a what an insane thing to say if you've never it's probably somebody who hasn't played the game, obviously, but or that or they just wanted to be like, I'm gonna I'm Let me gonna, ruffle some feathers yeah, real quick. He's gonna piss some people off, get some interactions on Twitter. That's Twitter for you. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, they get into the wreck, her ankle is like broken and Tommy's gone all of a sudden. <laughs> like Tommy, yeah. Just... So they get separated by 
the two wrecked cars, I guess. That didn't make a whole lot of sense to me. Like, Well, it's because they get chased by the, the other zombie, like the zombie, the infected, um, because he picks her up and then the infected look up and they chase after him. And I think he tells Tommy to meet him somewhere, like just catch up with us. Yeah. <laughs> he said head towards the river is what it was. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and so they go running away and then they run into a Fedra uh, agent, which in the game, I remember the Fedra agent being more hesitant because <laughs> in, the, in the game, isn't it like, are you sure? Because in the show, it's just like, yes, sir. Yes, sir. Yes, yeah, sir. Yeah. And then pulls the gun on him. Um, and Sarah gets shot and killed. <laughs> Best way to put it. Yeah. Uh, Tommy um, saves Joel right before Tommy gets killed. Uh, but heartbreaking scene. It, they did very well. Uh, never in my life did I think at... 12.30 a.m. in 2013 would I be crying in my apartment <laughs> alone over a video game scene, right? <laughs> and then they do it so beautifully in the show's adaptation that I'm sitting in my living room last night crying <laughs> because, you know, even though I know it's coming, like, it, it's still just the way it's done. And yeah, so much uh, has changed in my life since then you know i now have a daughter so like i'm looking at this from a different perspective uh you know you're no longer looking at it as a fan of the game now i'm i'm feeling these feelings because i too am a dad like it's yeah it's a whole different ball of emotion and that's and like you uh you, it reminded me weirdly the way that he's like like don't worry i'll I'll get you. I'll get you somewhere safe and stuff like that. Kind of reminded me of. <laughs> I, I hate saying this. Reminded me at the end of like Infinity War when Spider Man like passes away. Right, right. And it's like Tony's like, "I'll get you somewhere safe." Like that. Obviously different in a way, but also different scenarios, <laughs> but like kind of yeah. kind of the same. Uh, Enriching feeling, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so you get that, and then cuts to twenty years later. <laughs> yeah, just as the game did, and uh, that's man. I I can't remember was the game. I don't know if the game goes that far ahead or not. But yeah, you cut ahead, and you get the shot of. This kid who obviously has like, like he hurt his foot somehow, just walking towards a Fedra base, right? Yeah, because that's before no, he, we see Joel again. Yeah, it's just this uh kind of I don't want to say over the shoulder shot, but you know we're we're looking at the back of this kid uh, limping towards a a Fedra base. Yeah, and he gets there and um. They, they they like test them and it comes up red. That's the first. That's what. That's when you learn. Obviously, 
movie TV show wise, red equals bad. <laughs> Anything wise, red equals bad. Right. Uh, and I'll give him this because in the game, the first one, especially the second one, uh, they want to portray violence like a little bit differently. Uh, like violence has like an issue in the first one. Everybody that isn't Joel or Ellie is a bad guy. <laughs> basically. Yeah. Um, this federal agent was like, don't worry, we'll get you medicine, like your favorite food and stuff. I was like, in a way, like it's terribly haunting and it's a terrible thing that they're doing, but it's also like, hey. they, are, are, they aren't trying to be the bad guys, but they have to be. Yeah. So like, it's, it's leading you into I, the whole first, what? 30 minutes yeah. of the entire episode is leading you into everything you need to know uh, in order to really get this series started off. Um, yeah, because then it cuts to Joel, who now a lot more ragged looking, older, 20 <laughs> years older, uh, not taking care of his like beard and everything. And he's burning infected people, like dead infected people. Uh, right. That's what where you, you see it's the kid. Uh, another woman can't do it. And so Joel picks him up and does it. Uh, Without yeah, that, hesitation. Yeah. And it was. <laughs> and then just to like. Uh, he's also what? He, he's dealing drugs to federal officers <laughs> to get. Yeah, so I mean, there there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of small extra, things. Yeah, but it it again, it, it's these little details that they're adding that like flushes the story out uh, so much more. Yeah, it, like it, the the though, dealing of drugs, the uh, you know they they created this whole. Um, cam operator infrastructure, yeah, as well. That you know, is how Joel is is talking to Tommy, um, who's apparently out in Wyoming. <laughs> well, and so they, so, so, so you get. You get a bunch of like little things that happen here. Yeah, yeah. Um, Joel, Joel deals. He goes off to the side and deals drugs to his federal officer. Supposed to get him like a car or something along those lines, but no battery because he's supposed to get battery from. And that's when we meet Tess because Tess is supposed to get a battery from this other like dealer type guy in the city. And it's also when we're introduced to Ellie around this time. It, it, has Ellie been captured? Because is Marlene a firefly? I do. Yeah, Marlene's the head of the fireflies. Yeah, yeah. So Ellie's been captured by the fireflies. Uh, they've been like, hold, they have her chained up. Uh, and they're asking her questions every day. And if you play the game, you know where this is going. 
Ellie's been bit, but she is immune. So <laughs> when this takes place, she's yeah. what post like three weeks bit. Yeah, yeah. This so is like, like three weeks. Um, time time for infection has has come and gone, which is yeah. why. And small things in there, like other small things. Joel like listens to the radio, and to learn how Tommy's doing, <laughs> or like try to right, right, right. Uh, but yeah, post three weeks being bit, you're introduced to Marlene, who is played by Merle Dandridge, who played her in the game. Really cool that they were able to bring somebody back yeah, from the game. Phenomenal. Yeah, like just. We, if you could have done that with everybody, like I think it would have been overkill. But just to be able to do it with one person, uh, well, makes and that's it... the thing. A lot of them. So like Troy Baker, you could never yeah. have him play Joel. He right, right. He's not. He he's, looks nothing like Joel. But like the they, they designed her character so much around who she already was. Yeah. That it it would almost not make sense to bring her in. <laughs> yeah. So it's. And honestly, Marlene's kind of one of those characters who you could have like just made her look different anyway, and it wouldn't have mattered too much. Right. Like T- Tess looks a little bit different, but she's still basically the same. Um. But yeah. So they a bunch of stuff ensues where they need to get this battery. Ends up they can't get the battery. Um, then <laughs> Joel ba- basically basically it moves pretty quick past right past, past yeah. It. So this is like where the episode really starts to pick up and really <coughs> Do, business. They, they, they don't show the fireflies. Happening. They don't show the fireflies getting into the fight. Do they? No, so like that's that was the you know, so this uh I, I don't want to call him a drug dealer, but this battery dealer or you know, just a black market dealer, whatever, yeah, uh, ends up selling their battery to somebody else, so now they're out money and now they're out of battery, and uh, Tess gives this. almost commanding speech to Joel about, you know, I, I need you to take a deep breath and calm down. We're going to go find our battery. Yeah. Uh, I told him you're not going to hurt him, <laughs> but I want to see you fuck him up. <laughs> Pretty much. Uh, and also, so like when you, are first introduced to Marlene and she's like introducing herself to Ellie. You get a, if if you played the game, you'll recognize the name Riley gets mentioned. Right. Which we, which we will get the story with Riley down the line. I'm excited to see, I'm guessing that's going to take up a whole, a whole episode because you can't really do the Riley and Ellie story. Yeah. And I'm guessing is you're going to want to do that first half. I'm guessing because uh, not not really spoilers, but there comes a point in the game where 
there is a break of time, right? So we have a nine-episode season, I, I think. So I'm guessing the first four, we're going to get that first half of the game before that break of time. And then we're going to get the Riley-Ellie episode, which is the prequel. And then we're going to get the final four. Right. It, that That's how I would do it, at least. <clears throat> because you, you don't want to do... Uh, the the left behind story with Riley and Ellie's really good story in the game, and I n- n- no spoilers at all for anything coming up, other than that there's a break of time. Yeah. Um, you you don't want to do that as like flashbacks before episodes. I don't. Yeah, think. I think it would it would definitely lead to a lot of cluster and confusion. Um, you definitely want to make it a one focal point like episode pretty much like yeah it would be where you dial it in and then once you've told that story okay let's move on yeah um so getting towards stuff that's going to happen uh like you learn what the music means for tommy so like sixties is good, seventies is. Uh, I don't know because <laughs> yeah, they, they see that eighties is bad news. Yeah, because she says, "Wake me up before you go go," and he uh, he freaks out kind of for yeah. a second. She cracks um, his code. Uh, I think it was good. Oh, it was like good. No news or no change is what the yeah seventies was. Yeah. It's very late at night when I watch this, so I have to like kind of dig back in my <laughs> late night brain. I do want to say, Bella Ramsey as Ellie is spot on. Like, yeah, the like she's even got the cadence of like how the smartass like tone that Ellie is in the game. Uh almost perfect. <laughs> But yeah, you have a lot of, I mean, everybody's so well cast in this. We haven't got to see as much of Gabriel Luna as Tommy yet. Well, of course, we will down the line. Uh, Anna Torva's test is really good so far. Um, but yeah, <laughs> the, the, their casting is really good, which is so surprising considering the abomination that was their casting for Uncharted. It's. <laughs> Before we get to, we'll get to the rest of did, the, what did happened. Did Troy Baker have anything to do with like the Uncharted movie, or was that just something they got picked up by Sony? Was it Sony? And they yeah, well, yeah, because Sony did it. Sony also is the production company on this, but uh, I mean, for years for Uncharted, it was supposed to be Mark Wahlberg was going to be Nathan Drake. And then yeah. I remember at one point it was going to be Mark Wahlberg as Nathan Drake. And then they were going to make like Robert De Niro and Joe Pesci were both going to be in it as like his dad and uncle characters that aren't even in the game. Right. It's, it's clear that all they wanted for Uncharted was we need to get out there as a franchise. Yeah. Um, and they, before somebody else tries to. Yeah. And I, Actually, I I'm one of the defend. I think Tom Holland's a fine Nathan Drake. 
I think Mark Wahlberg's where it goes wrong, uh, for sure. Um, I, because if you're looking for long-term casting, Tom Holland's got that charisma that Nathan Drake has. Right. But I haven't he, seen it, so I it's yeah. just one that kind of well, it is on my radar, but I I have no urgency to go watch it. So for comparison, um, this this show they're going they're showing like the classic beats that you know from the game in right order. What they did for Uncharted was they were like. Let's take the classic beats from all three games. We're going to throw them in randomly, put them in here. <laughs> you, you know that, that spot from the third game when he's flying out of the back on the packages? We're going to throw that in the trailer. We're going to make it the main spot. <laughs> so I, and, and I think that gives a, a good side to um, both possibilities that the last of us was to originally supposed to be a movie adaptation. Yeah. Um, and so like it, when you, when you, they just, you know, they couldn't come to an agreement on how to, to make it work properly. And, you know, you bring that up about uncharted, like it's actually <laughs> funny. The original script, which was Neil Druckmann wrote, Right. Uh, it was supposed to be produced by Sam Raimi uh, for this. The reason why it went in development hell is because of Uncharted, because they couldn't get Uncharted off the ground for so long. They were like, well, we need to do Uncharted before we do The Last of Us, because Uncharted is going to be like our Indiana Jones and bring more people in. They couldn't do that. <laughs> so for years, like The Last of Us just didn't have an adaption, even though it was incredibly popular um and then 2020 comes around pandemic uh chernobyl comes out on hbo craig mason who was the head writer on that uh he big video game player he loved this game uh and his one of his collaborators that worked with him on chernobyl was supposed to be the executive producer and the director for this. He drops out. In comes Craig Mazin. Uh, Mazin ends up writing basically this whole series with Neil Druckmann. And that's where we're at now. <laughs> this, yeah. Uh, said to be the biggest television production in Canadian history. <laughs> uh, huge. That's, like, this is a big huge. production. It's exceeded the first five seasons of Game of Thrones, is what it says here. That's <laughs> that's just wild. Yeah. <laughs> I, I saw something about it breaking uh, a Breaking Bad record as well. Yeah. Um, the only thing it didn't beat was House of the Dragon. Was the only which, thing. I that, mean, you have, what, 12 seasons of hype behind that? So Yeah. yeah. House of the Dragon, that plus... I have a feeling you're going to get less people involved in this because it, there is a horror aspect to right. the last of yeah. us. <laughs> but yeah, they, still, I mean, for and I, I'll be the first to admit I have not watched Chernobyl. Um, I, yeah, I I've, I've known about it, and 
I wanted to watch it uh, just with timing and everything. I haven't been able to dedicate. But after watching the first episode of The Last of Us last night, I think I will be binging uh, Chernobyl in <laughs> my long seven-day wait until I can see uh, episode two. Yeah, it, I'm pretty sure it's like a relatively short series, too. If I remember correctly, it was only like yeah. four episodes. Um, five or five, five, yeah. It might be four episodes, and the fifth is like a... Nope, it's five episodes. Yeah, uh, Chernobyl was big hit for them. That came out of nowhere. And the funniest part about it is... <coughs> I, lo- I love Craig Mazin. He runs this other podcast called Script Notes that I listen to. His other movies that he's like wrote and directed... Like he, Do you know what he was known for? Like directing before he did this stuff, he directed superhero movie. He wrote and directed and produced superhero movie. Really? And he was a he was a writer on Scary Movie three, four. Then he did superhero movie. Then he was a writer on a <laughs> absolute of bad stuff. He wrote <laughs> Hangover Part two. Oh, he wrote gosh. Identity Thief. He wrote Hangover Part 3, The Huntsman's Winter War. So and then he's he, more or less just kind of been trying to find his niche. Yeah. And, so and 2019 comes around. He does Chernobyl. He's the writer, creator, executive producer, wins Emmys, outstanding yeah. writing. <laughs> and now he... Does a episode of Mythic Quest for Apple. Um, and then he did The Last of Us. And he also helped write the Borderlands movie that's coming out. Which um, I'm highly excited for. I'm I, I don't want to get my hopes up. Hesitant. The cast yeah, yeah, yeah. is so weird. Because the cast is Kate Blanchett, Kevin Hart, Jack Black, Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> As, yeah, I mean, it. It's, it's going to boil down to the writing 100%. You know, like it, because all those all those people can obviously tell a story and do what is asked of them, but if the writing's not there, the directing's not there, it it has good and bad potential, but yeah. it'll definitely be something I check. It'll be something I check out. But yeah, like so it and, and what I hate is that this is getting the adaption. Uh, like, is this going to be the first video, good video game adaption? We've had some solid ones for, for the last few. <laughs> like, people don't want to. Sonic the Hedgehog is a very good video game adaption. Both of them are. That's why there's two of them. Right. Uh, Uncharted's all right. Not great. Uh, what else did we have? We, we had some other video game movies and shows that have came out in recent years. Video game let me, let me video game shows. Uh, uh Resident Evil. Yeah, Arcane, Arcane. Uh Castlevania. Two animated ones that Netflix did. Yeah. Oh I mean we there there's been a ton that have came out. I'd say even 
I give it to Angry Birds as well. Cyberpunk. Yeah. It, it's not. I, I hate that they're just like, are we finally getting a good <laughs> video game show? Uh, Halo, which uh, was mixed. I enjoyed Halo. Um, I can understand some people didn't like Halo. Yeah, it's. I mean, nobody's nobody's gonna like everything. Like you, you're gonna find <laughs> things to nitpick apart. You either like or you don't. And yeah, you can't please all the people all the time. But damn, <laughs> if Last of Us hasn't tried, yeah, in this it's it's done. It knows its fans. That's what the good part is having somebody like Neil Druckmann so closely attached to it. And that's the difference between a lot of these is you don't have the person who is so closely associated with a video game working on the show or the movie. A lot of times it's like for Tomb Raider, for example, you might have somebody who's working on the movie who played the game. So the recent Tomb Raider movie, right? You can tell that somebody who worked on it played the game, but they didn't get the main story or con- why it connected with people. What they took from it was, well, they kind of like the survival-ish parts to it. So we'll put that in there and eh, a little bit of the treasure hunting stuff. But yeah, um, let's we'll we'll, fi- we'll finish up the rest of the episode. So. Yeah, we, we kind of trailed off from <laughs> uh, actually what was happening, but <laughs> it happens. <laughs> uh, it's all about the flow. Yeah, they, but they, they go talk to Marlene. Well, they they meet Marlene on accident. They run into her. Yeah, so like they're they're on the hunt for this battery that they've lost, and, and, and they stumble upon the dead bodies. <laughs> Of Robert. <laughs> um, yeah. I guess. Aftermath they, of a gunfight? Yeah. Yeah. We we don't really... I we don't even know that, that it was a gunfight. It, aftermath of a scuffle. Yeah. And so they run into Marlene, who's been shot, and she's with somebody else. Um, and then Ellie like almost stabs Joel, which was funny. <laughs> yeah, so that's like the first time they meet and just their interactions. Like her one-liner asshole is like almost spot on <laughs> to the video game. And like I I applaud it. Like it was <laughs> it was a perfect introduction um for you know, because it, it's a bit different. In the video game, um, but for for what they did, it was yeah, it was, it was perfect. And that's uh, so where the show is able to do stuff that the game isn't correct. It, it, you're the show is able to do more deliberately mirror moments. Uh, so a- after after they talk, they Joel and Tess have to take. Ellie to this Massachusetts State House or something like that to meet other fireflies. Well, they sneak out at night and they run into the the Federal agent that he was dealing drugs to. And you get 
a almost mirror image of <laughs> because because Ellie like pops up negative because she's been bit, but she she stabs the Fedra agent and he pulls the gun on her. Joel gets in the way. Um, you get that mirror image of before when Joel didn't do anything when he pulled the when he really wasn't able to do anything. Right. Like, I mean, she's when he put it on his daughter and him. Um, and you he pulls it on Ellie, and for a second, it's almost like. It's his daughter behind him, and something yeah, he, snaps. He, he gets that flashback. I don't want to. I don't want to say like he gets that that. Um, PTSD kick in or something to that nature, but it but yeah. it like he gets that flashback moment of, and I, I'm pretty sure they even like do that mirror image cut where yeah. like he's standing in front of Ellie. But we also flash back to realize that he's in the same thought process yeah, as he goes, when I'm he's standing there with Sarah and they're, yeah. you know, equally at gunpoint. And then <laughs> he, he, beats he decides he has to do something. And that's yeah. where we see Joel uh, snap. Yeah. And kind of you, I know, hinted at it earlier, but that's where we see uh, Ellie really start to. She's kind of into it. She's activated. Yeah, yeah. That, she's, that's uh, what, that's the way they put in the behind. Yeah, the scenes. yeah. So and she's activated. That is... word has stuck with me since <laughs> I watched the behind the scenes. I was like, she's activated. Like she's not a robot. Like, what do you mean she's activated? Ellie's, Ellie's one Terminator. Right. <laughs> she's about to. I'll be back. But yeah, he. It, it's really it's it's another way of showing that this Joel is slightly different because the Joel, Joel in the games. The, depends on what you play him, I guess. Yeah, he's more methodical, level-headed at this point. Still, even though he he is tortured by his past, this Joel is haunted by his past and a broken man to a point. Right to where he snaps and he beats the hell out of this guy and steals his gun. Um, and then of course they learn that she got bit. It was three weeks ago, so. Is safe, uh, and then they run off, and that's that's the end of the episode. <laughs> yeah, I mean, the, that's what the, the fade to black, and it's it's very funny because we we talk so in depth about the first twenty five minutes, but you, that one hour that like follows it. That it, it it's so, so fast paced. Yeah. So like yeah. I think it was from the behind the scenes. Uh you can correct me if I'm wrong. But or even if you didn't know, now you'll know. Everything leading up to Joel um dumping the kid uh that Fedra had um uh, unalived into the fire. All that was, that was supposed to be episode one. Like it was supposed to cut right there. 
Ugh. Yeah, I I can see that where if because nine episodes is a weird episode order number. Right. I can see where this could have been like a ten episode series, and that they were like, "We're gonna cut the first episode really short." <laughs> and right, but it, but it, and you know, I've I've thought about, I thought about it a lot because you know, I, I knew we were gonna sit down and discuss. So like, and of course, it's all a lot of people are talking about right now. Like you know, new shows mm-hmm. come out and people watch them, which is great. But like. If they would have stopped it right there, like I don't know. I, I personally would have checked out like episode two because I'm invested in the story. But like, and this is where like you know having Nick present like to say, hey, since you haven't played this game, if you would have watched up to this point, would you have came back and watched episode two? Well, I I I think the majority of people would because I think that's what. If, if you're going to cut it like that, I think that's who you're doing it for. You're not cutting it there for the fans of the game right. or who knows the story. You're doing that to get people who don't know the story intrigued uh, into seeing what's happened to this guy and what's going to happen in the story. Yeah. Because that, that would have been, for fans of the game, They, I think you would have pissed them off to be very to be blunt about oh, it. I, yeah, I mean, I, I completely agree. Like, I, I in no way, shape, or form uh, feel like that's where they should have ended it. Like, I'm glad yeah. they made the decision to go back and take that extra time to really, you know, not only get us through the, the first part of introductions to crucial, crucial characters uh, throughout the rest of the story, but also getting us introduced properly uh to Ellie because I, I think that that's your that's that's the story, right? Like man has to take girl to yeah place. You you you, you really have to get that. I was even worried that at one point I was worried that they weren't even going to get to that point in this episode. Cause I, right. Because I was afraid they were going to like drag it along to the end is like end of the episode would be when they first run into each other. Which is your point is, but they're obviously already on the run. Once you get them on the run and going, the story doesn't stop. Uh, it really just, especially in the game, it just keeps going. And it's the story is like a road trip horror zombie <laughs> game. <laughs> yeah, it's a road trip without anyway. the car. Yeah. Um, But but yeah, it was done so well um, that it's really giving me high hopes for the remaining eight episodes. Um, Well, I, I don't see, I don't think that they, they would have to colossally fuck up. Oh yeah, yeah. Like it, <laughs> they would have to like derail the entire that's what, genre the, in order the to. The next episode's directed by Neil Druckmann, which I'm interested to see. Uh, I don't think he's really directed like live action, but he really? he did do all of the games. So I right. mean, you're directing motion capture there. Yeah, it's a, I don't I don't know anything about it, but you know, same difference, right? Yeah. 
he, he has he has experience. Uh, I do, I do, I'm interested to see because he's the co-president of Naughty Dog. I, I'm interested to see if he's directed any film, film and television. He has nothing. <laughs> he, he was, I mean that that's great, right? Yeah. Like and that gives him. He was an executive producer on Uncharted, and that was it. Um, other than that, he he did appearances on other TV shows, and yeah, it's. But I mean, kudos to him, like you know, being able to gain another notch in his belt, so to speak. Um, yeah, and honestly, I, depending on what the next episode, next episode covers what what we think it will is a pretty important part of this journey because yeah the the opening steps to this journey in the game are very important and of course they did the teaser at the end uh some of the other characters that we'll run into such as bill and which i'm very excited to see bill bill's one of my favorite characters in the game uh bill and frank um Frank in the game, I don't, I don't, I don't know if we actually see him in the, I think he might be, oh, okay, in, in, spoilers, I guess, for the game, in the game, Frank is dead, he's a corpse, uh, but they decided to put him, like, actually in the show, I'm excited oh. to see the characters that we know and love, love, right. <laughs> I mean, uh, the the characters that we we've been accustomed to for yeah. the better part of even the antagonists that we'll see down the line too. Um, I I have faith in this. Uh, I have faith in the show that they'll hit the big spots that you need. So like. Yeah, kind of like you said, the the next episode or two, maybe depending on uh, the the writing and directing. Uh, yeah, the way they want to go with it, it is very plot heavy, yeah. uh, very crucial in the telling of the story. It, it, it is the nice knowledge. part is that they the writing is so well done. Uh, and you can tell that the writing's going to be good just from the like the opening scene. It, if they yeah. keep up with the writing, it's not. My main worry was that they were going to get too serious with this, and like not even have Ellie be like she is in the Ellie's like she is in the game. So you have that levity, and Joel Joel loosens up in the game to a point. So hopefully we see some of that here. I'm I'm hope I'm hopeful for the series. I mean, I'm make I'm in love with what they've already done. Right. <laughs> HBO was the perfect place for this. I I think. Oh, a thousand percent. Like I, I mean, think if, you, if this was Netflix, you would have <laughs> you would have half of the game be the first season. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then. Left Behind would be like a four episode mini series arc. <laughs> yeah, and going going through HBO uh, definitely 
gives them I feel like it gives them a little more uh freedom and creativity to do what it is they're they're setting out to do. I th- I think it's I think it's funny in a way too because HBO uh over the last year has had like the issues with cut- cutting stuff and like needing to save money and I think Warner Brothers in a way Warner Brothers Discovery now they they kind of were like just do what you have to do with this just make it work <laughs> if, if right. I was them just make it work so we can make money off of this because if you go and you make something that doesn't like just completely work and we lose money then that's only going to just make shit worse for us like yeah they, it's just going to dig the hole even deeper right like they're their Warner Brothers movies last year dug them in a hole with a lot of them. Fantastic Beasts, uh, Black Adam didn't make money, lost money for them. Yeah. And that's just giving a show like this the focus and time that they needed to really matters. <laughs> and I'm glad that they've done it because that was something I was always worried about basically as soon as they cast pedro pascal i was pretty much i was like yeah they they they're you're solid. on board at that point you're like okay so they're they're gonna take it seriously right yeah like, and more or less like and pedro doesn't look exactly like joel but pedro is one of those actors who he's just such a likable person yeah you almost like he has this innate it's, charisma. It's weird. You almost force him to look like Joel, right? Like yeah. you, you, you no longer. I I saw that earlier today. Like I I was looking up something, um, uh, related to the game, and I was like, well, "This looks nothing like Pedro." <laughs> so, so now it's Naughty Dog's fault, right? Like, yeah. they didn't make Joel look like Pedro. So now I'm upset. No, not really, but. <laughs> Like, oh, I, I almost don't care that, you know, there's slight, and you're going to have that with anything that, you know, gets changed. Well, and that's, uh, from, but it's important to just, it, like, honestly, the casting is what mattered the most with this because you had to get somebody who was insanely likable like him. And, yeah. He, he, I mean, he's a character who's one of the most likable and loved characters in the Star Wars series, and he's only had that helmet off like three or four times in Mandalorian. Right. <laughs> so, <coughs> Pe- and Pedro's I mean, just, an incredible actor too. Like it, yeah. that, that says a lot to him. Well, it, it's so like his his rise, like in recent years, has been so funny to me because he went from just being, <coughs> excuse me, like the number four or five guy in triple frontier, which was this movie that came out on Netflix that had like Ben Affleck, Oscar Isaac and somebody else. And then he like, he he was very much like character actor playing small bits. And then really just, he's risen because of his Mandalorian and how good he is uh, of, of an actor and like his likability. 
but yeah, that <laughs> I, I'm very excited to see what's next. And <laughs> we we kind of have an idea of what's next, but for people like right, I, I know where the I guess main part of the story is headed. Yeah. Uh, how they get there, I will be very interested to watch uh, develop. And yeah. I mean, like, like I, I, I feel like a broken record every time I say <laughs> it. But like, if they do it like they did the first episode, like, I have, uh, I have a lot of faith, like you said, in this series. Yeah, and I, what I, they can potentially do, you know, not I'm only for the first game, but you know the. the the Left Behind series, the second game that, you know, we're kind of yeah. coming off the heels of uh, in 2020, I think it was. Uh, yeah. Which I still need to finish. Uh, I believe it was 2020. It was, it might have been 2019. Let me see here. I know it was 19 or 20, but <coughs> I still need to go through and finish yeah. that. I have a feeling it was. Let me see. Um, games developed. <coughs> Why does it not have it on Naughty Dog's website <laughs> or on their Wikipedia? It doesn't have. Twenty twenty. Oh, it was. Was it twenty twenty? Yeah. <laughs> Interesting. I didn't remember it coming out during the pandemic. That's June 19th of 2020. Mm, that was like right near the beginning of it too. Yeah. Like opening months. <laughs> yeah. That was during the first half. <laughs> but yeah. Um, it People love it so far. And I think it'll only get better. Yeah. No, I, I the response, uh, you know, uh, Two of my coworkers today uh, have never played the game, uh, both of which watched uh, episode one and even brought it up to me because, I mean, they know what I do, right? Like, they know I play games, I stream, whatever. Um, brought it up to me just in conversation uh, to the point that they thoroughly enjoyed it, so... You know, it, the response from it seems to be uh, very positive to those who know the game and to those who don't. Yeah, it, that's what we said already. It, they, they do a good job of explaining it. Um, but yeah, uh, other la last thing I really want to throw out is that they did a really good job with the music uh, in setting the tone with the like composition of the music oh, yeah. and stuff. Oh. It really, it really does set the tone for a lot of the series. And that's always been a big thing with the game. Uh, the games very much are you, you very get heavily burst in music for sure. Yeah, you get you get the tone of the world <laughs> just from it. Uh, but yeah, that's has been episode one <laughs> basically. Yeah, I think that's gonna be it for us uh, for this episode. 
Uh, so you want to tell them where they can find you at? You time to plug? Uh, yeah, you can pretty much find me on every social that exists. Um, Twitter, Twitch, YouTube, uh, Facebook. What else is there? Uh, any social media that's out there, uh, you can find me at homicidal three a d. Because uh, I like to make things complicated, and um, you know, sometimes I have good ideas, sometimes I don't. Yeah, and of course, you can find me everywhere at the Roger Review. We'll be back next week with the next episode of course um we'll have nick here hopefully we should uh we'll get his thoughts on this first episode at the beginning of the next episode just kind of see where he was at going into this next week uh but yeah make sure to rate review and share the podcast share it out yeah we're gonna be doing this weekly tell your nana for the series yeah yeah and uh, as always, just go watch Sam Raimi's Spider-Man 2. Uh, bye, guys. <laughs>